Hey, today we are talking about, well, sort of the phases, but really more than anything, this understanding of higher consciousness and how we're working through life. And this is kind of a path that we just drew as I'm writing on the subject of how we got started in this work. It's really important that we understand that identity, even though we cover that in season two, identity is sort of the bandaged model of how we talk about who we are and what excites us and we identify as these things. And it's important that we start removing that if we haven't done so already, but removing our need for that. So it's really just ego and it's all super complicated. But what's beautiful about all of this is that no matter what, you can get there and you're meant to get there, period. All of these experiences are supposed to be calling you into higher consciousness, into a higher, more purposeful existence. And you can denounce that and you can say, nah, not for me. And then you'll just keep cycling and you'll probably be drawn mad at some point because it is insanity. Running from this is insanity. And at the end of the day, this entire experience just is what it is. Let's go. Welcome to season three. Um, I would love to tell you that season three is full of so many twists and turns and craziness that's going to come in. And honestly, it could be. But this podcast is my own personal journal of escaping from what I deemed a life that wasn't really fit for me. And that started in season one, rooted in the fact that my dream had died and I didn't know what my goals were in life anymore. And as we've walked through the valley of what that looks like and everything encompassing, we've been recording. And so I'm excited to be going into season three. I don't know what's in store for us, but I can tell you that from season one to now, Every day feels a little bit better and a lot more aligned. So I'm excited that you're here. If you're just finding this today in season three, um, you can go back and find all the past episodes. I started at around the age of 30 recording this podcast um, every weekday, working through this really painful point in my life and we're just starting into season three and I'm excited to see where we get. It's a whole lot of entrepreneur creative vibes that are going out into this world and the more that I get to experience that the better that I feel. So gear up, load up, and let's all go out and change the world however that looks for us. But more than anything, let's forgive ourselves for our dream dying and start getting back to rebuilding after that.
how you doing today? What a magical world this is. Ain't that the truth? Okay, let's go ahead and ground ourselves in our greatness. This is the practice of recognizing yourself for all the amazing things you're doing and being and are naturally. And you don't, this isn't like an accomplishment checklist. This is just something that you feel really great about. And you're definitely doing something like that in your life every single day. And if you don't feel like you are, I want to stress the importance of this movement even more. We have to find anything for you to feel great about. And go. Okay, so my great thing is just this continued pursuit and commitment to all the things that are this work. And I guess, you know, I think it was rather confusing because for a while I had sort of totally wrapped my identity up in the things that I was doing instead of just my being. And we'll expand on that a little bit today. But most importantly, out of that is this reality, this continued reality that life is, it just is. And it just happens. And when we all tie our identity or our ego up in what is, we tend to take it with more weight than what it deserves. Yeah. And when we do that, we get kind of lost and hung up on putting just too much weight completely in those things. And it's silly, right? But that's what we do. Oh, I am this thing. I am this person. And I have found that in being nothing, um, nothing other than my true being, that somewhere in there, you can rediscover your light. And I am appreciative of that. I am appreciative of the inner wisdom and guidance that I continue to receive and I can't really even explain or expand on that, but I do love being able to tap back in so much easier than I used to be able to. Like, it's crazy. It is because what used to take me weeks now takes me hours, sometimes even just minutes and presence, I would say, overall else helps with that. Because your ability and willingness to call yourself back into the present moment is li- is a literal life saver, light saver. Because there really is no reason to go delving into the past or into the future unless there's something that we need to forgive in the past and unless there's something that we need to call into or manifest in our future, that's really the only reason to go to those two places. But so many of us exist in those two places constantly that we lose 
what we're experiencing right now. We lose it in its entirety. In fact, we don't even experience that except for when we go back and reflect and we go, oh, geez, I'm so glad that I can go back and that's wonderful. And then we go back, we can kind of flip back and forth. You say that time travel doesn't exist, but doesn't it? Aren't we constantly time traveling when we're not in the present moment? Are we constantly flipping back and forth in and out of current? Right? Yeah, we are. Just to give you a little heads up or a clue, we absolutely are. And we absolutely <laughs> owe it to ourselves to be something, something else, to be what we naturally are, which is right here, this present moment. That's it. And my greatest accomplishment of all was <laughs> not even putting this type. Well, I guess from the beginning, I had said that I wanted to be a present wife and mom. And that was sort of the gold standard for me. Because someone had set on their goals that they wanted to be a great wife and mom. And obviously I'm obsessed with greatness, but greatness really wasn't it for me because I realized that that's sort of assigning a new identity. And the only identity I really wanted was presence. Like greatness was something that I could just assume. And presence was something that I had to focus on and constantly call back into my reality. And it seems to be one of the harder things to strive for because so much of the world is unpresent. Um, it's, it's hard to stay in the present moment when everything around you is calling you out of that. And yet we can and should strive for presence at all times as much as possible. It makes you better at everything. Everything. Right? You don't have to read an entire book on listening. Because not listening just means that you're not really there. Right? And it doesn't even have to be that complicated. Really think about it. If I'm not listening to you. I'm likely just thinking about what I'm going to say to you, which means I'm not present, which means I'm thinking about the future or the past, whatever I'm going to call in. And then that's how I'm going to respond to you. Well, I'm basically only listening to you to start listening to myself to respond. And that is just causing a crazy influx of movement right and left and upside down and backwards and I don't know I just think you are very capable of 
the things and the people and the places and the things that you want, all those things that you want to achieve, you absolutely can. And it begins and ends with presence. And that is my greatest thing. We're getting faster at it. We're calling presence back in at a even more rapid pace. And it sort of seems like all conflict has dissolved. Not that people don't want to get in conflict with me, just that it like, I don't know the best way to describe this. Um, it just sort of passes through me. Even like those one-off slide comments, whereas before they used to, to, to like stick to me and they'd absorb in me and I'd have trouble processing them and there's proof of that. Now they just like pass through me like nothing. Like a ghost going through a wall, MBD. Just happened, barely even noticed it. And then we keep moving. I don't know. It's crazy. It's hard to explain right now. I'm sure a few steps down the road, we'll be able to put good, steady, sturdy words to it as we continue to investigate this experience, to continue to evolve and arrive and do this work. And it is such beautiful work, such a gift to be able to package up for people. And it's not a gift in that I'm the most eloquent and effective leader and speaker of these truths, but it is just a true story. And maybe that makes it more impactful than anything. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> like the true story of how one set out to not spiritually arrive, but absolutely went down that path totally non-intentionally. And I think that that's one of the most beautiful things about all of this is that should you re-tap into your inner light, your inner being, your inner knowing, guidance just happens. It just comes. You can't even explain it. And you're going, how do I just have these voices that are guiding me? Or how can I read these things that people say? I can't even understand it. I can't, I can't. And you don't have to you just keep following it and knowing. And the more proof that you get that it's right, the more you'll lean on it and the better off the world will be the world right? It's just you, but your light and your existence changes the world. When we tap into it, when we follow our lightness instead of darkness, when we start doing work that could impact and change the world because of your very being, that's what we're here to do. Come on. It is a wonderful life. Okay, that's my great thing. Go ahead and take time for yourself. Recognize yourself for your great thing. Today we are talking about it is what it is. It is what it is. And this is really all about that present moment existence and acknowledging that there are no good or bad experiences. It just is. You are just being. And you're going, well, terrible things have happened to me. And 
the only terrible thing is if we aren't understanding how this is guiding us towards that bigger enlightenment. And so even as I'm writing right now on um, this path and this sort of enlightenment, that's the truth. And this is what's hard is like, it isn't your identity. And that's what you're going to do. You're going to try to fix sort of the cosmetic things or change the jobs or entrust. That's what I did, right? I am not a corporate workhorse. I am an entrepreneur. I am a writer. I am a innovator. I am a, uh, what was the other term? I, I don't even know. Right. But like, I am these things now, you should know these things about me. And that's just trying to put a new identity on a, a broken one and trying to build it on better words or what words I would deem better than words before. And even with that identity shift, even with that identity change, it doesn't really matter all that much. If we aren't finding a higher spiritual alignment. And so this is really how life works when you are going through these phases and the phases don't change. And we're writing all about those phases in the books. So don't worry. Um, but as you experience these phases, the phases, while they seem identity drawn, right? Oh, I, well, now I don't want to be a corporate person, I want to be an entrepreneur, and you're going, I just need to change that identity. While they seem like that, really, all of these changes only matter if they're bringing you to higher consciousness. So like, if you're superficially just changing jobs, because you think that that's going to be the next fix, because making more money would be better, because this situation would be better, that's all great. And that may make you happy for a certain amount of time, just like me changing my identity, my core identity and saying I'm this other thing made me happy for a little while. Like, wow, that was invigorating. That was empowering. That was a beautiful thing. And then we sort of shifted back to this again, lower state of consciousness where we're going, ah, well, it was still just a title change. That's not really what I was looking for. I was looking for a difference in existence. I was looking for a heightened experience. And so I had to continue with the work and continue finding what this experience was trying to show me. And at the end of it, good, bad, otherwise, there really is no assigning those words to it. It just was what it was. I was searching for something that I couldn't even put words to. I was searching for what I didn't know would be spiritual enlightenment. Like, come on, if I had said those words to myself back when I started this work, I would have been like, you're high. That is the opposite of what we need. We need hustle. We need work. We need killer mentality. We need the spiritual enlightenment and presence. Are you high? Seriously. And that's what all of this is about. That's what all of these phases are working you towards. 
this higher enlightenment form of consciousness. And the unfortunate or fortunate thing is a lot of us aren't listening. We're saying no to things that are truly meant for us because of this tie to an identity, right? We're like causing so much more pain than we deserve because we're sort of closing doors that are opening for us and going, no, 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 I'm just this thing. No, no, no. And trust me, like the hardest thing that I had to do was walk away with everyone's eyebrows raised going, how could you leave this? You're so good at this thing. Why? Why? I don't understand. You're successful. You're all these things. Like why? You got to higher heights than most people get in their entire careers. Why would you leave? Why would you leave? Especially when you're this young, especially when you're this talented. What are you doing? Why would you do that? And I think for me, more than anything, it was like sort of renouncing and removing all of these identities I had sort of bandaged my truer existence of being with. And I was like, no, I know that you see me as these things and I see me as these things, but these are not who I am. This is not who I am. This is an experience that I'm having, but this is not my true me. And without removing myself from that, it would have been easy to just keep following and falling. And luckily, (laughs) I had been asking for the answer. And sometimes we don't. Sometimes we skip that because we know what the answer is. And I had been asking for the answer and I had been closing easier doors to get out. And I got served a one-two punch that I did not deserve. And so that's always the recommendation that I make to people who are like, yeah, I think I think I just need to leave. I think I really do. I think... It would be helpful for me to just walk away. I think that's what I need. And then they sort of toy around with that and they know that that's the answer. And they've even asked for the answer and then they get it and then they know then see the clear way out. And then they hold on to that identity for longer than it serves them. And then all of a sudden the universe is just going, dude, you got to get out. You got to get out. Why aren't you leaving? And you're going, well, I know you said that. And I know that I saw that. And I know that that's the thing, but I'm still totally tied to this. And then eventually it just goes, uh, no, you're not. Boom. Flat on your back. And you look up and you're still seeing stars, and you go, dang it, I knew it was time to go earlier. I definitely held on too long, but the beauty in it is what it is, is that so often those painful moments, those sort of striving past a point of clear exit or comfortable exit, that holding on too long is meant to push you to that higher place even faster. Like pain really is just in the mind. And so once we adopt this is what it is, or let's flip it into a positive, how is this benefiting us? The reason that that mindset is so important is because it saves you from identifying with the pain. It saves you from that deeper hurt. We can pull more from that experience should we be looking for it. 
what was I supposed to learn here? Because it doesn't seem like I was just supposed to take on this much pain. Well, what I was supposed to learn was that doors were closing. I was asking for this answer and ignoring (laughs) the key that was right in front of me, (laughs) right? Like, it's as if you're sitting down and you're doing a test, and then all of a sudden, all the answers are just handed to you right there. And instead of looking at it, you just flip it over and you go, no, I'm just, you know what, I'm going to figure out my own way. And the universe is going, but I just gave, these are all the answers. (laughs) Why? Why would you endure that much pain? Why would you commit to that when you didn't have to, when you were asking for this answer, when you were wanting this to be the result? Well, we know why, right? (laughs) Because it's hard. It's hard to give up an identity. It's harder still to escape a pain identity to escape our clinging, our willingness to cling to the misery, because even though it's painful, at least it's an identity. At least it escapes us from understanding who we are as human beings, as light and love and being. At least it escapes us from finding that, because finding those answers sounds super hard. And why does it sound hard? Well, we just talked about it. It is what it is. You're constantly looking for How, even in pain, even in strife, how this is benefiting you. How this was built to build you stronger. How this is calling you towards whatever it is you're supposed to be getting out of this experience. And it is easy to tap out and not think about it all that much. (laughs) To tap out and just go, yep, mm -hmm, life is, is happening. And I have no control. And I'm going to go ahead and just keep calling it like it is. Life just sucks. And I'm sort of one of the ones that's sucking through it with everybody else. And yep, crappy stuff just happens to me. And I'll be happy once we get through all the crap. Well, the crap never stops. And why do you think that is? Because basically, by committing to our pain body, by committing to our pain existence, to the fact that life is meant to be miserable, we're calling more misery in. And we're waiting to experience happiness until we die? What are we waiting for? Why would we wait and why would we keep... Why would we keep committed to these conversations? To this way of existing, and I know why, and I still ask the question because I'm hoping you're going, yeah, why do I? I wonder why. Well, literally, if you took being miserable, talking about terrible things, talking about gossip or drama or whatever, you would not be able to interact with a whole lot of people. And yet you would. Because eventually you'd find new people to exist with. You'd find people who do have those conversations. People who aren't capable of holding up that kind of conversation don't usually talk about those things around you. 
Or if they do, now you're just existing and it sort of passes through you and you don't even really notice. Whereas before, as you were going through this spiritual alignment, it really did. And you were like, why are people like this? And then eventually you graduate to an even higher level and you just love people for who they are and the experience that they're having right now. And you don't know where people are in their movement. Your job really is just to continue moving in your own light. You can't really go back and help anyone. And so your job is just to continue being a light. And when people seek you, you don't even give any guidance because it's really not all that helpful. Um, You can give little points and prods in the right direction, but you don't even know what the right direction is for them. Because everybody is so much in their own spiritual realm. And so your direction may look like this. Just listen to yourself. Trust. You have the answer. You've known all along. You know what it is. Listen to that. Tap into that. Get silent with that. Take up space with that. Follow your light. What do you enjoy? Do you even remember? And then they might come back and be like, I don't know, I'm hearing it, I'm hearing it more, and it feels better, and we're getting closer. I've made changes, and the changes, while they seem very identity-driven, the changes really are about furthering the alignment. And when we're interacting with other human beings, when we're taking up space with other human beings, it really is just... Every single one is sort of a little sign, a little nudge in a new or beautiful direction that was probably unexpected, but that's sort of the role that we all play here together. Everybody was placed here for a reason, and it's all about the nudging and the movements and the here's what I know about this and the oh, I want to know that with you, and then we move together. And That's kind of one of the most beautiful things that I've ever heard. Like, I can't even. We're not really even meant to, like, rise one higher than the other. We're all sort of in this space. And as we continue to rise, our sort of vibrational existence, people don't necessarily rise to that. They they understand or they match the vibration and it's a beautiful thing because when you're standing in your truth in your true existence people don't come with that weak stuff to you right (laughs) to that gossipy crazy stuff they just don't anymore they understand this is not really the vibe that we're in even if you never said anything about it at all people could sense and feel the heightened vibration and bring that to the table when they come in. People don't get it, man. It's hard to understand because we're saying remove your identity or remove the worth that you put in the things you have identified yourself as. And just move through life as a light, as what brings you more light. What are the things that excite you? Because this 
commitment to darkness, this commitment to pain and gossip and strife. And seriously, like, it's crazy because it's, it's draining our literal existence completely. We are cutting off our life source. We are chasing down darkness at this point. Right? Oh, I have to read the news. I have to read the newspaper. I have to stay informed. And some of you do for your job, but man, it's dark. It's scary. It is actually crafted to create more darkness. Because the more drama, the more scarcity we commit to, the more we depend on other people, on corporations, on governments, right? What if we just existed? What if we just followed ourselves in our own light and we figured out how to make that work and we didn't really buy into all the darkness that's being spread? What would happen? And it is what it is. It's just... Like, don't force yourself to feel something you aren't feeling. But we're constantly working to understand how this is contributing to our higher consciousness, to our higher understanding of being. Everything is sort of giving you a chance at a wake-up call to get there. And so often we're just opting out because it's easier to sort of just fill with the identity gap. It just needs to be a new job. It just needs to be a new thing. And that's easier for a while. But you're always going to be cycling back and always being pushed to higher consciousness. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you're still here, go ahead and check us me, it's just me, out on <laughs> all of our socials. I post every day, uh, post with some inspirational, I don't know, quotes and movements, um, definitely on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at The Death of a Dream, also on LinkedIn, but I think that's just me. It's just Hannah Ness. Um, but you can check out kind of some daily encouragement to go down, chase your dreams, and live your best life. You can always check back here in the show notes for anything that we might have talked about at some point in the show, anything that I'm creating at this given point. I won't necessarily talk about it on the podcast every single day, but you can always find what I'm working on in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening. You, all of you, whether you listen to one episode, five minutes or five seconds, make a difference to me. And I couldn't be here doing this work if no one listened at all. So every person over one is just a bonus. And I feel extremely grateful to be a part of your day. Thank you.